five, four, three, two, one. Bazinga. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Now Showing podcast. I'm your host, as always, Sam Houston. I'm joined once again by my wonderful co host, Lewis. Today, we're doing something a bit different. We're looking at The Batman, an early spoiler free review that will just go over the basics of what we thought of the film. Uh, this is going to be dropping uh, as the embargo lifts. Obviously, normally with the podcast, we try and keep to releasing uh, reviews of things. Uh, at the same time they come out in the UK. So for example, we did The Father when it came out in 2021 because that's when it drops in UK cinemas rather than its 2020 American release. Uh, And we're not going to be doing anything different. Um, We're still going to be doing a full spoiler, you know, spoilers included review when it drops in cinemas in start of March. Uh, But until then, uh, we wanted to get something out because we saw the film early. We're going to be doing the next one with JL. Uh, So this is not going to have, you know, news or anything. We just want to get straight into it. But, we watched the Batman, didn't we? We did. It was very exciting. It was my first and your first as well in-person press screener, uh, and it was the Batman, which is probably one of the most anticipated films of the year. And we got to see it early, and we have seen it now as we're talking about it. It was like a week yes. before it comes out, we saw it, which is so cool. I feel so powerful. And and it felt cool to to have to respect an embargo as well. I've not been able to tell anyone. Yeah. my thoughts um and i'm not gonna have to tweet about it or whatever like obviously we can yeah. talk about it together but um we've got something we've had something since thursday and the, this on monday so we've had a whole weekend of saying to people well uh, ask me on monday <laughs> you know <laughs> um so it makes me feel important um press screening was cool as well uh we got free food and shit we got free batman oreos which you know i'm sure yeah. everyone's seen them go around and we I saw, got free, um, free then, cans of gins which was great. free cans of gins free cans of water um we saw a celebrity as well. Who do we see? I think we saw a huge celebrity. <laughs> we, yep. we were sat down and as they walked in. We were asked, we were saying before, it was me, you and, and John Luke McDonald, our great guy host. Yeah. And we said, do you think do you think um, Robert Pattinson will be there? Do you think Zoe Kravitz will be there? And I said, no, I don't think so. And you two both said, yeah, I think they will be. Uh, they weren't, but someone as big was. Linda Robson was of Linda Birds Robson. of a Feather and uh, Loose, Loose Women, women fame. Right? Loose Women, yeah. Loose Women yeah. fame. Loose Woman Linda Robson, Robson was, there. was there. Yeah, loose, famous Loose Woman. Yeah. Um, Which is the last person I expected to see. Uh, actually, she was quite hot on my list, actually. She's always been a big Batman fan, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. So, enough shite. Um, let's dive straight in. Let's dive straight in. The Batman. Um, basically, what did you think? I mean, give a, a vague introduction to the film, of course. Um, yeah. You know... But nothing more than than the uh, the trailers and promotional material would suggest, really. But um, yeah. what did you what did you think of the Batman? Uh, well, first, yes, the Batman is Matt Reeves's new film, the solo film, The Batman, with Robert Pattinson, and it features the Batman going up against the Riddler, play, played by Paul Dano. And uh, there's a subplot of about Gotham's underworld and criminal underbelly of Gotham. Uh, and it features a big ensemble cast, John Turturro, Paul Dano, Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, and of course, Robert Pattinson as well. And I'll probably miss some off as well, because it's... Uh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis, of yes, of course, as well, yes. And overall, the Batman, my feelings towards the Batman are overwhelmingly positive. This is fantastic. The Batman is good. We, You know, we've a lot of people have assumed it's been good for years, but I can confirm it is good. That's something that feels good to say. 
um, a lot of great things about this. Matt Reeves, the direction that he's taken with his character. Uh, I, I don't read comics. I've never read a Batman comics, so I don't know what he's taken from the comics or what was his decision. But either way, he chose to adapt this comic. If it is based on a comic, I don't know. Um, but this decision he's taken with the character to make Batman young. Batman's very angry and vengeful. Vengeance is a theme that runs throughout uh, the Batman. Uh, it's all over the promotional material. It was the production title of the film and it makes perfect sense because this film is about vengeance and Robert Pattinson's Batman is vengeful if nothing else and Pattinson's performance. Pattinson is a great Batman. Uh, one issue that I think some people might have and I kind of had it but the more I think about it the less I have it is we don't really see Bruce Wayne. Um, we just see Batman uh, that Robert Pattinson only has a handful of scenes where he's not in the Batman mask. And even the scenes where he's not in the Batman mask, he's only surrounded by people who already know he's Batman. So he's still being Bruce Wayne, the vigilante. He, that I, I believe off the top of my head, there's only one scene where he's being Bruce Wayne, the billionaire. This, But this Bruce Wayne and this Batman and this direction that they've taken, he is a recluse. Uh, more so than any other interpretation of Batman, apart from perhaps The Dark Knight Rises, where we don't even see him at the very beginning. Um, it's This is a very interesting direction to take with Batman, not one that I've seen before. Again, I don't read comics, so I don't know about that. But I've not seen this before, and I was very intrigued by the fact that I'd say 95% of Robert Pattinson's scenes, he's in the Batsuit, and he's doing Batman stuff. There's not really any Bruce Wayne stuff in this. There's not really any uh, Wayne Enterprises stuff. This is a Batman film. And I think that's partially because it's only set over a number of days, or maybe it's a few weeks. Um, so you're really in the middle of this, and it's kind of... Um, what's the word breakneck pacing in terms of it's a few days but something happens something happens something happens he's back in the batsuit you know a lot of other batman films you have an action scene with batman and then you cut to bruce wayne the next day and you chill with bruce wayne for a bit and then something else happens and then he's back in the batsuit this is constant batman content constant in the suit uh fighting people solving crimes um all of the cast are great zoe kravitz is fantastic catwoman i think she's the best catwoman uh, put to screen. I think she's absolutely fantastic. Uh, the character design physically in terms of her hair and makeup, uh, the design of the suits, uh, and the same is true of, of Pattinson, the suit and his hair and his makeup is done excellently. Um, but with Kravitz, the design of Catwoman is brilliant and the execution of the character and the writing around the character is brilliant she's probably the most layered character in this uh, Batman is, is very much just a very angry man um, of course, there are layers to him and layers to his, uh, his character mm -hmm. that get explored throughout the film. Um, but he is on the surface that we see an angry man, whereas Catwoman is very layered um, and very complex, far more uh, in this film, I think. Uh, and Kravitz does it unbelievably well. And I think Kravitz probably gives my favorite performance in the film. Uh, she's brilliant. All of the cast are fantastic. John Turturro. Andy Serkis doesn't really get much to do, um, but he is only Alfred. And again, this is a very Batman on the ground kind of film. So, uh, you know, Batman on the ground doing Batman stuff, Batmaning, uh, and Alfred isn't in his ear like in a lot of adaptations. Alfred's just there in a few scenes uh, as his butler. He doesn't get much to do. Um, and it works for me. You know, this is a three hour film. I think it's all I think it's three hours. Yeah, it's a very long film. I haven't checked the actual runtime. I don't know if you've got it to handle something, but um yeah. 176 minutes, so yes, yeah, just less than three hours. Yeah, so about three hours, yeah. Um, so Andy Serkis gets, doesn't get much to do. And I want to talk a moment about Colin Farrell, because Colin Farrell's performance was very, very good, mm -hmm. very uh, scary, and the same is true of Don, John Turturro as well. Those two give two brilliant performances as these gangsters, 
and they really flesh out the criminal underworld of Gotham far better than any other adaptation I've ever seen. Um, and the, the makeup on Colin Farrell, I, I don't know you feel the same way because we've spoken about this, the the um, the makeup on Colin Farrell, if nothing else, about, if you don't like anything about the Batman, the makeup on Colin Farrell is unbelievable. It, you know, the, Jared Leto's makeup in House of Gucci has been praised. It's very, very good. Um, but I think you can still tell that that's prosthetics. You can still see that that's a man in a lot of makeup. Even if it's not full body, full face prosthetics, you can still tell it's a man in makeup. Colin Farrell in the Batman is unrecognisable. And this is the best uh, prosthetic makeup, transformational prosthetic makeup, that I have ever seen in a film. He is lost under this makeup. He is not Colin Farrell. Um, he is the Penguin. It, both in his performance, his performance shines through. Don't feel like he's restricted by makeup. His performance is fantastic. But Colin Farrell is truly, I know people say this all the, all the time, Colin Farrell is genuinely unrecognisable in this role. He looks like a different man. His teeth, yeah. his eyes, his ears, his face shape, the, the, his, his skin, everything about him is completely different. And this yeah. interpretation of the Penguin is so, so intriguing. And the same of uh, Carmine Falcone, although not with the makeup, he's not in prosthetics. Um, their performances are very, very good. And I'm very excited to see more of the underworld side of Gotham, perhaps explored in the GCPD show, uh, or perhaps in sequels, or perhaps in other spin-offs. There's a lot of talk about Penguin spin-off, but anyway, moving on. Um, the Riddler as well, Paul Dino's Riddler, um, mu very much like this kind of figure who uh, hides in the shadows and commits these crimes. You know, he's a serial killer that Batman and the GCPD are chasing. He doesn't do much because he doesn't have much to do. Um, well, he does do everything. He drives the plot forward. But in terms of an actor, he doesn't have much to do. He's in the mask uh, for almost all of his scenes. He's kind of just doing villainous stuff. He doesn't get much to do. Um, but it works within the context of the film. I think it'd be weird if, if if this version of the Riddler had like a Joker in the Dark Knight kind of scene where he has this uh, interesting monologue where he talks about everything uh, to lots of other criminals. He works perfectly in this film. Um, and it, it's very, very good. And the scenes though, where uh, Paul Dano, who's an incredible actor, does get to act and, and do these juicy monologues, he completely smashes it it's fantastic um matt reeves's direction is, is brilliant again the direction he's taken with his character the the decision and, and this is a, a, actually this is mostly about the production design but i suppose matt reeves told the production designer the vibe that he wanted this gotham is is fantastic it doesn't feel like a real place but it doesn't feel otherworldly like you watch tim burton's batman you see tim burton's gotham and it doesn't feel like it's set on earth it feels so comic booky and goofy and weird and otherworldly and fantastical and then you watch nolan's batman which is just chicago it's just a modern city this batman it, it feels like a real place you just can't put your finger on where it is it, it's completely different to anything that is on earth but it's still very much earth and still very much america um and it works very very well the production design in this film is fantastic the sets that they make and, and the location and the set decorating that they do is, is, is beautiful and the production designer did a fantastic job um and for me the best thing about this, well, I'll, I'll end with that, I think. The the score is brilliant. Uh, Michael Giacchino's score is fantastic. The main Batman theme that we hear in the trailers and, and all of the promotional marketing has been brilliant. And seeing it in the film, well, hearing it in the film, and we saw it on super screen as well, so we had uh, brilliant quality speakers. And the um, the score is thumping, and it's fantastic. And, you know, the, the type of music that, um, you know, the instruments that it uses 
contrast with the characters batwoman batwoman catwoman gets a lot of string instruments uh she's her music her theme is a lot more kind of um subtle and and and, and intricate rather than the thumping bass of batman's theme and it works really really well and it's used really really well throughout the theme um and for me the the best thing about this film is the cinematography greg frazier's cinematography is absolutely breathtaking in this film so many aspects of it are are brilliant the the one thing that does stand out and he did this as well for dune is that this is filmed digitally it's completely filmed on digital cameras and then they scanned it onto 35 millimeter film and then scanned it back to digital which means they can do things with the camera that a film camera or film cell can't do but they still get the film grain and the look of of film shooting on film and it really really works it looks fantastic there's a lot of (laughs) there's a lot of film grain. there's more film grain than many films that are shot on film um it's it's gorgeous to look at and the the blocking Mm. and frazier's use of lighting and shadows is perfect you know um the first shot of the riddler obviously i won't say what it is the first shot of the riddler the riddler reveal is straight it's taken straight from a horror film it's gorgeous and the way um frazier uses light and shadows to hide things Mm. and people in shadows and then expose them or they walk slightly forward it reveals them it's absolutely fantastic and it's perfect and it constantly plays throughout this theme in the film and as in in general with batman is that batman is in the shadows he's hiding in the shadows uh, and in this film he says he is the shadows um and Frasier really leans into that. And this is absolutely gorgeously shot. It's absolutely gorgeous. The color palette, which is kind of warm reds, oranges, browns, is absolutely gorgeous. This genuinely is stunning. Watch this on the biggest screen you can. Even though there are no IMAX aspect ratio scenes, see this in IMAX. For the speakers, the sound design, I haven't mentioned the sound design is fantastic. Uh, there's a scene in the film... Uh, which is in the trailer, but obviously the whole scene isn't, where Batman is chasing Penguin in a car. He's in the Batman's in the Batmobile, obviously. And that scene is one of the best car chases in modern film. I think I can't think of many other car chases outside of maybe things like Baby Driver that are better uh, choreographed, executed, and filmed uh, than that. And the performances of Pattinson and Farrell in those scenes as well Pattinson is uh, like we said like I said he's full of vengeance he's vengeful he the desperation and the anger in Pattinson's face even though he's covered by the mask and the the, the black makeup on his eyes he portrays every ounce of of pure ferocity in that scene and Colin Farrell is just in his eyes he's so terrified of the Batman and it works so so well that scene is absolutely breathtaking and obviously it ends with uh, more praise of Greg Frazier which is that scene from the trailer of him walking in the rain upside down um speaking of the rain the almost every scene is pouring it down with rain i'd love to know the budget of rain on this film um and that's pretty much all i have to say it's very very good uh, oh no it's not um it's not all i have to say the the film is 3 hours long and this is two stories this is two narratives there's a story with the riddler and then there's the gotham's criminal underside uh, that work alongside one another and it feels very much like reeves has put successfully put the films the the stories of the first two films in a batman trilogy in one very much feels like the first film uh, would be the criminal underside of gotham and then the second film would be the riddler but he's put them both in one film 
and he's done it successfully because as much as these are two distinct narratives they they work alongside one another very well thematically and then they come together in a, in a very satisfying crescendo uh, towards the end and that works very very well it is three hours long and there are two stories in it though so there that i think some people will have an issue with the runtime it is a bit long uh, it feels long as well it never feels too long like i don't i never sat there thinking god when is this going to end but I could tell that it was almost three hours, um, but it was paced very well. But I, I think some people may have an issue with the runtime. It, there are a few points where I thought, OK, this is the end. And then something else happened. OK, this is the end. And then something else happened. Uh, and I'll talk a lot more about that when we can get into spoilers, because there's one thing that happens towards the end that elongates the runtime by a good like 20 minutes that I think is slightly unnecessary mm. um but obviously mm. i won't go into that mm. um and that's pretty much all i have to say but before you go on i will say i watch this being filmed in liverpool and <laughs> there are several scenes in this obviously which were filmed in liverpool and it was so cool to see like there's one scene in particular from the uh, the oh it's not in the trailer so i won't say it in case nobody was looking at leaks so i won't say it but there are lots of scenes that uh, were in the trailers and some that weren't in the trailers uh, that I saw being filmed, and it was so cool to see uh, the streets that I walk through every day being Gotham. Like, there's one particular wide shot of the city hall, that, and the, this is in the trailer, so this isn't a spoiler, um, at a funeral, the wide shot of the city hall, and I was shocked with how little CGI they use. Like, that is just Liverpool. That's the street that I walk through every day. And it was so very cool. And when that came on, I remember leaning over to you and going, like, that's Liverpool that's Liverpool yeah. and I, I only did that once because I feel like it would have got annoying um but I thought it like every five minutes I was like that's Liverpool that's Liverpool like, I watched them film that I watched them film that um and it was very very cool uh, so I have that kind of personal attachment to it uh, and to go from watching it being filmed to be at the press screener to now be talking about it and talking about it very very positively I think that that's a, a very nice and satisfying journey to have been on um and with that I hand it I hand it over to you what do you think of the batman um yeah uh quick thoughts and it was quite that was quite a hefty review actually so yeah i'm sorry that I've, sorry i just looked at my notes there is one more thing that i have to say but it is only very brief <laughs> i'm so sorry this is genuinely very brief it's only like 10 seconds it'll take me 10 go seconds for it, go for it, yeah. uh, the batman as well and we did speak about this briefly it puts contemporary superhero films to shame like this is a mm. big blockbuster that is beautifully written, beautifully shot, beautifully directed, beautifully acted. The production design is insane. The amount of effort that went into this, like I was saying, the the scenes that they uh, they filmed, they filmed some in Liverpool. I saw them transform the streets that I live in into Gotham. Like it looked like it didn't look the same. And they used it. They transformed an entire street and set this whole set up. And they used it for like a five second shot. And I remember seeing all of the effort that went into that, seeing all of the extras go into the costume and makeup uh, room or trailers and then come out in costumes and outfits and then see them play music and play these screens, set these huge screens up, get the huge weather machine to make it raining. And they used it for like five, ten seconds. And I just, the amount of effort that went into that, it puts modern blockbusters to shame. And I'm not just talking about Marvel. There will be inevitable, inevitable comparisons to Marvel. But it's all blockbusters. Oh, well, not all, obviously, because Dune is there. But it puts so many modern blockbusters and superhero movies to shame. The amount of effort and love and care and talent that has gone into this is next level. This is what every single superhero film director should be aiming for. 
it's absolutely fantastic and it was more than 10 seconds i apologize no i've said everything and you can go <laughs> yeah um so um yes I, I i don't think i'll have as much to say mainly because you uh did a lot of the of what, what i was gonna say for me right and a lot of the kind of basic explanations of what what it's going to happen and, and yeah. not in plots, but kind of in plot details um, you, you got into. And some things you said that, that I said kind of word for word. Um, so I, I saw the Batman, of course, um, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was absolutely excellent. I think he is already absolutely um, obsessed with the Batman. I think it was just a wonderful piece of cinema. Uh, we all we got excited for the trailers uh, when we heard about the casting of, of you know, Firstly, Matt Reeves, the director, you know, before anything, you know, directed Cloverfield and that that blew my world when I was, well, however old I was, six or seven. Uh, and then going on to what, you know, obviously he did the, the Planet X films that are so well received, two of those. Uh, so him, but then also the casting of, of Pattinson and Riot and Circus and Kravitz and this and Colin Farrell and this, this marvellous cast, right? Um, and then the trailers were so good. There was so much hype, so much excitement, so much personal. Like I was begging for, I was really hoping this was going to be as good as I, as I want it to be. And it completely was, to be honest. I, I think it it is already, you know, I'm not kind of going to go look and say, you know, this is a four and a half, this is a five, whatever. But it probably is one of my favorite superior films already. Uh, and I think it's hard. It's going to obviously earn a lot of comparisons to Nolan, uh, the Nolan Batmans. But... It, whether it's better than two, but not as good as the, you know, maybe it's it's better than one of them, but it's not as good as the other two, or whether it's the best of all of them, or whatever. I'm not exactly sure. I have to think about them more, but it definitely holds up as uh, at least of the level of Nolan's Batman films. I think as a general, it it, it is consistently that level of filmmaking. Um, it looks wonderful. It's acted exceptionally. It's devised. It's brilliantly devised plot. Uh, and it's a really fascinating world to be in. It, it truly felt like I didn't want it to end. You know, that that's how I felt. I didn't have pacing issues that, that you know, are going to be talked about. And I know you say you have some problems with the pacing and, and, and JL certainly did as well. I didn't have problems with the pacing. I was just kind of just like stuck to my seat. I wanted to spend so much time in the world. I think the production design was excellent. The way that it was shot made it feel so big and so dark and so important. And, you know, one of the whole things when the, the Dark Knight came out or Batman Begins and such was that this is going to be so much darker. And it was. The Dark Knight is very dark, especially when you compare it to Tim Burton or, you know, Adam West's Batman, you know, those ones. It's, it's the darkest adaptation yet. This takes it even darker. Uh, and you compare it, and I will compare it again to, to um, those those two films, those three films um, in the Dark Knight trilogy. But I'm going to compare it mainly um, to Seven. You know that, that that's what I see the the greatest comparison uh, here. You know, it's it's a story where there's constantly the the detective work is always present. You know, and I, I'm not obviously going to go into what happens directly, but it's always a situation where you're getting these you're you're you're, you're witnessing these murders and in and as each one happens, you're getting pieces to a puzzle. You're getting interesting anagrams and narratives and websites and this and that and there's all little different dots and piecing things together and clips and it, it the way that you know you're racing against time as the bodies are falling and they're working it out and they're doing it feels very much in the light of something like zodiac you know which is obviously the easy the obvious comparison with you know the way he looks and such the the, the 
it's much closer to Zodiac and and uh, Seven than it is to another traditional Superman film. Compare this to Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, uh, the last Batman film. There is so little you could compare, other than the fact that they're both wearing a similar looking suit. Um, it, it, it's really interesting. I think it really works for people that want something a bit more, a little bit deeper, a little bit darker, a little bit more, um, you know, of that ilk. But it also never becomes boring for those that favour action and superheroes. Because this is not what I would describe as a superhero film. He very much is a vigilante. You know, it, the verse vigilante is used in all superhero films, but this is one of the only times where that is correct. He isn't really a superhero. I wouldn't say he is a vigilante. Um, but even though there's always a bit of action around the corner, there's always... these the, the, the crimes find ways to link us into interesting action. So if you think... I don't want Seven. I want Batman because I like Batman. Don't worry because there is enough action to fill a normal film. It's just this film's very long. Um, I think that there's always something around the corner for those that don't like the action. Myself, not someone that's super into action. There's always something interesting, plot development, different gears twisting and, and different uh, gears turning, sorry, gears and twist, uh, and, and plots thickening uh, around the corner all the time. So it has something for everyone, I think. Uh, and it has actual top level, you know, compare it to a lot of the superhero films that you made that seem essentially paint by numbers. Even though you couldn't compare the film stylistically, when it comes to blockbusters, this is much closer to something like Dune, where you've got a director that, that really, truly cares, that has his own influence in the film, isn't kind of by a committee like a lot of modern superhero films are. You've got someone who's really got their own idea and vision for what it could be, and you're seeing it, and it looks wonderful. It's got truly thought-out characters with their own motivations, uh, and, and that that is what, what links that to Dune. It, they're both of them are, are kind of films that you feel, very much feel directed. Uh, and, and and you can tell that Matt Reeves is just so into this the way just the way he is in um, in the way he's talking about it in his production uh, notes and, and not production notes in kind of his, his trailers and clips and stuff. Where every time he talks about his interviews, he always seems to be so obsessed with with every ounce of Batman. Uh, and even though this film is the, kind of the least Batmany Batman film, you really get down to to his 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 core as a character and why he does this. It's very very uh it's it's a very interesting character study into what it is to be batman and this i think his arc here is far more similar to to a kind of coming of age for the character rather than a birth of it um yeah it looks wonderful every 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 moment of it does great fraser of course did june uh and he did it here and it's a very different uh environment to film to june you know it's all about kind of this massive amount of space and vastness in june whereas you have it very close uh and kind of you know the 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 back ends of streets and the kind of the criminal underworld. It's a very different environment in in this film. This is you know very much the opposite of that that vastness. You know this is so dense, uh, but yet he does it in a really fascinating way. As you talked about the film grain, the, the digital nature, uh, and I think that that leads to it looking so so damn good. It's always going to be a challenge to fit everybody in with with the amount of actors, but even the characters that only make five or six minute contributions, uh, or in one character's case only twenty seconds. Um, you still feel like they are a very much a piece of a living puzzle. You know, it's always there's different intrigue going on, uh, but it very much feels like uh, that everybody's a part of a larger plot, and also everyone feels very real. This is a very much a world that is fun to be in. Um, Paul Dano's excellent. You know, he, you know, you, I can carry, uh, I can carry out that that comparison and compare him to to a John Doe like figure or Zodiac Killer like figure, um, but he's excellent here. Pattinson really does fill the shoes of Batman very, very well. I think he's he's maybe an interesting pick at first, but uh, he puts up a performance, I think, in his own career that that is only 
uh, beaten by the lighthouse uh, in a very different role to his usual self. Um, but yeah, it's it's a wonderful ensemble film. Um, it's it will be loved by by uh, superhero fans and uh, and fans of a of a more drama or mystery nature alike. Um, and you mean you basically said you basically stole exactly what I said on the tube uh, about Karen Farrell, so I can't say it myself. Um, but yeah, it's if you gave someone a thousand chances to to guess who who is playing penguin without them knowing they would never pick colin farrell it is completely uh, unrecognizable as said as you said well as i said and then you Apologies said yeah. For the plagiarism. Uh, yeah 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 <laughs> uh, jared leto does it does it looks great but it's someone with you can very visible uh prosthetics on his face you can say the same with jessica chastain and tammy faye he very much does look like someone that's wearing prosthetics uh, colin farrell it looks like that bloke and it, it you can give the credit to the hair and makeup team which of course they deserve it but I think you also have to give credit to uh, Colin Farrell himself, who manages to completely transform his voice and personality and acting um, to a really, really, really interesting version of the Penguin, a really, really different version of the Penguin um, that I, I'm, I just, I, again, it was great seeing. Um, again, George Toro, very little limited time. But yeah, I think uh, a lot of, you know, it's not completely unique. As I said, the elements, it, it has uh, an interesting mix of, of, elements that were in the Nolan films, for example, um, the, the underworld that is so important in this film uh, will uh, make people think of, of Batman Begins. Um, the intrigue and um, the, the puzzles and motivations behind Paul Dano's Riddler will remind people of, of Heath Ledger's Joker. But normally this is something that is completely new and, and is definitely one of the most uh, well thought out, stretched out, uh, and and well made uh, superhero films we've ever seen and and for me uh, will definitely be up there with with anything that comes out this year even not like in a superior context this will be up there with any film that comes out this year I thought it was absolutely impeccable uh, and the score was wonderful as well and I think yeah our people are going to be very very into this I think people are going to absolutely love it yeah I completely agree I mean there are a few things that you've said that reminded me of things that I uh, thought. Uh, and talking more about Colin Farrell, I think the thing that's so impressive about Colin Farrell's performance, not just the makeup, but the performance like you were talking about, is mm -hmm. with Jared Leto in House of Gucci, which is probably the most modern example, most recent example of transformative prosthetic makeup. You can go back a couple of years and find Gary Oldman in The Darkest Hour, transformed into Winston Churchill. Yes. And not just physically do I recognize that those are wearing prosthetics or wearing makeup, but also I can picture Jared Leto as himself doing that performance. I can picture Gary Oldman as himself delivering those lines. I can't find Colin Farrell in this performance anywhere, not just visually. Yeah. I cannot imagine him doing this. It's... And I feel like that's normally a statement you'd add, you'd say about someone that was underwhelming, you know, I can't, yeah. I can't even find them in this performance, but it's in the best way. Absolutely. This is a, an unbelievable performance. And we've both forgotten to mention something that we both loved. Um, and I intentionally didn't mention it because I wanted to highlight it. Uh, and I forgot to highlight it. And you forgot to mention it as well. And I know we both think this because we've spoken about it. Jeffrey Wright in this film is brilliant. He is fantastic. As uh, yes. Commissioner Gordon or Jim Gordon, um, he, he normally doesn't get a lot to do. Jeffrey Wright is a very central figure in this film. He's almost like Batman's right-hand man. And he is fantastic in this film. Any doubters about Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, and I don't just mean the, the racist doubters, those never had any kind of validity in their complaints, but people who thought, I don't know if Jeffrey Wright's right for this performance, 
their their claims are put to shame by this film. He is absolutely fantastic and has so much more to do than most Gordons and it's done so so well. And talking moving on from Jeffrey Wright, talking about the other Batman films that are out there that exist, it's it's so different from those films that it's so difficult to compare like you know in terms of which one's better, what would I say is better? You know, there are films that I think work better as a a, a tight contained narrative but this has so many working parts that work together so flawlessly that it's so difficult to rank them. Um, and it's so difficult to compare them and say, this is the best since the Dark Knight because it's so different. So I think people should just not do that, not say this is the best since the Dark Knight or say, oh, but the Dark Knight's better because they're so, so different. Uh, this does feel like a, a serial killer thriller with Batman thrown in it. Um, and not in the way that Batman feels out of place. Like you said, you know, there's enough Batman in this. This is a Batman film. He fits in this world and in this story uh, perfectly. Um, but it's so different to anything that we've ever seen in terms of the Batman or um, uh, DC, uh, this kind of DC. Um, and it works so, so well. And the, the violence as well. This is rated 15 in the UK. I think it's still rated PG-13 in America. Um, but in the UK, this is rated 15, uh, which is higher than mm -hmm. other Batman films, uh, contemporary Batman films anyway, or higher than the old Batman films would be rated if they came out today. Sure. Yeah. Um, and the violence is, is, is brutal at times. And you don't see a lot of the brutality, like Riddler's kills. You don't see them take place on screen, but there's, they, they show enough to kind of horrify and, you know, the grimace and the, the, yeah, the violence yeah, 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 and yeah, the sure. torturousness of the kills. Uh, they show that, and the re characters' reactions to it as well. They show all that that uh, conveys the um, the um, horror of what the Riddler's doing, and the Batman's uh, violence. Like we say, he's vengeful, he's angry, and he's young, and he doesn't really know what to do with the power that he's got. And he, it's a very angry response that he has to a lot of things, and it's very, very good. Uh, and the last thing I'll say. The last thing I'll say is my, I'm going to make a very early prediction. If this film is popular with audiences, uh, Greg Frazier is going to get back-to-back -back cinematography nominations at the Oscars. And I hate talking about Oscars as soon as the films come out, but the cinematography in this film is that good. He's going to get back-to-back -back Oscar nominations. Okay. Um, we're not going to do our ratings and our man match and stuff because we're going to do that next time. Um, when we do the, the proper review with spoilers and JL alongside another film uh, later in the in when, when the film comes out uh, in March the 4th, is that the correct? Is that the release date? Yeah, that's correct. It comes uh, out March 4th. So, March 4th, so that'll be uh, Friday in England. Yeah. Um, well, everywhere. It's Friday everywhere, March 4th. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, kind of England. It's also better then. Uh, but that was just our quick reviews. Well, I say quick thoughts, so I better have half an hour. Um, but yeah, okay. So um, thank you very much for listening, lads. Uh, and, well, lads and lasses and those who don't fit the that um either of those words uh and we'll see you next time so batman very good right yeah batman thumbs up if i had to sort okay, it up, batman it's thumbs good. Up. okay um so you can follow us on twitter uh at sandwich media and lewis jwr and we can follow the podcast at now showing pod and um you we are proud to be members of the music city driver network uh which you can go on the website and find a whole host of articles uh, and podcasts uh, about film, music, and sports. Uh, if you like the podcast, the best way to uh, support us is by uh, giving the podcast a five star rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Uh, and you can find us on Letterbox at Sam Houston and uh, LJWR, respectively. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>